Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti, host of the Music You're Missing podcast. I know a lot of our listeners are artists themselves, so I wanted to tell you guys about Boost Collective, the music distribution platform that actually gets you heard. Every release distributed through their platform automatically gets pitched to engage playlists, and if your song is good, you'll have new people listening to your music within days of its release. With Boost Collective, you're able to unleash your music to editorials and Spotify playlists, all while staying independent, and my favorite part, keeping 100% of your earnings. Boost Collective is currently invite-only, but you know I got you covered with an invite link. Not only will Music You're Missing listeners get access to the platform, but they'll also get prioritized for free music promotion, which is valued at $100 if they distribute a new release or move over an old release within the next 14 days. All you have to do is sign up through the special link in the show notes or in our Instagram bio and release the song. Again, you can find that link in our show notes or check our Instagram bio at Music You're Missing. Welcome to Music You're Missing, the modern radio station. After years of working in radio, I realized something wasn't clicking. There were so many artists that mainstream media just weren't giving proper treatment to, so I sought to change that, and Music You're Missing was born. From just starting out to signed, this interview-style podcast highlights artists you don't want to miss. Follow along to the regularly updated Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to discover even more can't-miss tracks. You're listening to Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti, and today we are in studio with Lindsay Lomas. Lindsay is in Boston performing at Big Night Live, where she is opening for Joshua Bassett. I am so excited to talk with her because she is, like, on fire right now. She literally just dropped her brand new single, Bad News, Good News, yesterday. She's gearing up for the release of an EP on April 14th, and... She just got her first ever song cut by not just any artist, but by Dove Cameron and Khalid. The track is called We Go Down Together, and I can only imagine this is just the beginning of many wonderful cuts and collabs to come. Lindsay is 20 years old. She's never had her own headlining tour. She doesn't have a debut album out yet, so like she's pretty fresh. But she's not new. She has been releasing music consistently since she was 12 years old. And just as like an outsider looking in, she is in her moment right now. And I just know that after she wraps this tour with Joshua, it is go time. Like the debut album is definitely coming. The headlining tour is coming. And I'm so excited to see what her future holds. But before we get Lindsay in studio, you've listened to podcasts before. We got some stuff to tell you. Lindsay's face can be seen on the cover of the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist right now. I just added my favorite tracks from her, and they are streaming at the very top of the playlist. So go check it out. And while you're checking out things, head over to wherever you listen to the Music You're Missing podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, whatever, and rate us five stars and follow us. I know it's corny to ask, but the more five stars we get the higher likelihood our episodes get playlisted, which means even more exposure for these awesome artists. If you're unfamiliar with music you're missing, the best way to keep up to date with us is our Instagram, at music you're missing. We have a website. It's in our link tree, which is in our bio. 
But definitely follow us on Instagram. We got TikTok. You know the drill. Um, but that's pretty much it for me. Without further ado, I am so excited to bring you Lindsay Lomas on Music You're Missing. We are joined with Lindsay Lomas. How are you? Good. How are you, Brendan? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> it's been great. We just had like a little coffee chat. It's been great. I know. Thank a, you for the coffee. You. This oat milk is really good. I Honestly, so we have so many different varieties of milk <laughs> in our fridge. Absolutely no dairy, though. Zero. Good. And I was like, I just feel like I'm not going to present all of the options. I feel like she would just like oat milk. Do I give off the oat milk vibe? A little bit. And it's, not, it's okay. I, <laughs> I mean, think look it's at, the sweater. I, I give off oat milk vibes 100%. <laughs> yeah. I look like I'm about to charge you $8 for like a latte. <laughs> so true. Um, but no, that's great. It's from Trader Joe's. Thank um, you for the rec. Of course. Are you, are you a Trader Joe's queen yourself? Um, Not going to lie. I don't go grocery shopping too much. <laughs> yeah. The one that's next to my house, it's like a two minute walk is public. So it's like solely uh, Publix. But if I did that more, Trader Joe's would be It's a good spot. Would be the one. Honestly, super close to the venue that you're playing at today. Oh, Trader Joe's. Good. I need to like <laughs> some ginger shots and some like real food. Uh, is that I I'm just cutting a million questions here, but is that like it. your pre-show ritual? You do ginger shots? I watch I feel like I kind of fall into a lot of I don't know. I'm very if you're selling me something and saying it works, I believe it. <laughs> I'm buying it. I feel bad. And with ginger shots, I feel like I saw some person, I forget who, saying that they do ginger shots every day. And I was like, sick, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. I obviously don't do them every day. But especially on tour, I'm trying to be healthy and like yeah. make sure my immunity is good and all that. And so I've been trying to take some ginger shots. But before show, I do have like a ritual. I can't eat like too close before playing. I always have my throat coat tea. Yep. We have like... <laughs> I like have berries and just kind of that kind of stuff on the right or like healthy little snacky stuff. Um, but yeah, I used to have like a really weird ritual before I played when I was younger. I would always have scrambled eggs and an apple. Really? Before every show. It, it could have been at like 10 p.m. and I would have been like, I'm making some scrambled eggs. That's so interesting, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like why? I don't know. I think I just, as a vocalist, I know in my head what's going to feel good on my throat. Yeah. Like scrambled eggs were like warm and would like soothe my throat. And then like the apple, like the skin of the apple would like wash everything down. Like wow. it was so, it's really like, it makes a lot that's of sense really in my mind, head. That's really mindful of you. Like that's <laughs> very you. detailed insight on like the food that goes in your body. We good can call you. it that. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyhow, you're in Boston. Welcome to Boston. What a way to Big start. Live. Have yeah. you like formally spent time in Boston before? I've only been here a couple times on some tours and then previous to that when I was I think a freshman or sophomore in high school took a little trip here for like a day with my parents and we toured Berkeley oh yeah and then we also went to um Fenway Park my dad and I went and saw a baseball game I'm not a big sports girl but that was so fun it's like a classic it's a whole thing yeah um but yeah so I haven't spent too much time here but when I have it's been I've loved it like when I was probably going into high school I was like Berkeley like I would love to go there and I toured it and I did really love it I just ended up not going to college at all but but oh, you made the right move I'm a, I'm <laughs> a Berkeley you. alum as of really? next week yeah no and, um, I think about it all the time I'm like <laughs> I didn't need to go here um granted it's for my master's not my undergrad but yeah like I okay I nice fully everyone I talked to that did the college thing that is now like a performer they're like me yeah, I didn't need to do college so yes. you did the right thing a lot of people told me that too I've, I'm really grateful I had like my parents support on that because yeah. they're not in music at all and so <laughs> that route was obviously very shocking to everybody but it's been great wait it's, so your parents have like no ties to music at all no other than being big fans of music no they, they're both actually in the medical field so oh, wow. <laughs> could not be more different was it like but, my parents for example yeah. I mention anything about music drugs 
<laughs> I don't get it. They're supportive, but they don't get right. it. Like, did it take them a while to get it or did they just always kind of supporting it? Honestly, they like did the work to support it. Like they, I think I took, you know, interest in it really, really early on. And so even like reaching out to people for lessons and then like hooking me up with different camps, like they found all, found all these things for me and, you know, helped keep up with ties that I like met a mentor at some camp and my mom would always like save the number like they just helped in any way they could (laughs) so honestly I feel like early on even if they you know didn't completely understand the music field they like they learned it they tried to and even you know with meeting people in the industry and starting taking those like bigger meetings and stuff they would always like my mom's biggest thing was like never be afraid to ask questions even if that you feel like they're gonna think you're you know young and naive always ask the questions (laughs) and so I feel like we we learned a lot together they were very open-minded about everything which I'm very lucky for I'm very lucky with kind of want to talk to you about that actually because I feel like I was actually just telling Peter this when I was talking about this (laughs) episode like you've been releasing music for quite some time yeah I feel like now you're kind of like in your moment but like you can't deny the fact that you've definitely like put (laughs) in the work and have seen success for sure do you feel like you have kind of always been respected or do you feel like you're maybe like you had to work to get respected? That's interesting. I feel like I was actually having a conversation about this the other day because my whole crew and my band on this tour is like all female. And I feel like someone was asking me why. And I was obviously like female empowerment and support when I would lift one another up, of course. And then I was also thinking about just my history and who I've always looked up to and all of my mentors early on were women in music. And so I think I've always been in a community and I got very lucky growing up in Nashville, just having so many people available. Um, but I've always grown up in just such a lift one or one another up, like not every man for themselves, yeah. just very team kind of way. Um, and so to me, I feel like I've, I'm really lucky in the way that I've always felt supported and respected in that manner. Obviously I've been in situations where I haven't felt respected, but I feel like I've, I've grown up in an environment where it really is like all these people who are respected and respect one another. And so I've just naturally been around that. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's obviously opportunities where you don't feel that. And when I was younger, you know, I, I was just learning the ropes and I'm really lucky to not have been taken advantage of in that sense, but I can see now how easy that would have been. Um, and that's another reason why I'm grateful for my parents' support because, you know, they had a little more wisdom than I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, so I feel like I have been respected and at this point in time, I feel like I still owe so much to those early mentors in Nashville growing up, those women who just like, I never for a second thought that it wasn't a possibility to pursue music. It never was a doubt in my mind because I was just watching all these other females do it. Wow, that is so refreshing to hear. Yeah, like I was fully prepared unique. for you to say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's true. Like you hear so much about women in music and empowerment. And yeah. after a while, all of the like action that is taken does come to fruition. And totally. And people like you actually can come up and not <laughs> take advantage of. That's <laughs> totally. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's, that's a crazy thing. Like it's very rare and very unique. And um, I just think like you also could have been in an environment with all women where it's like, everyone's trying to get that one spot. Like yeah. everyone's trying to, you know, be above one another. And it was never that at all, which is also unique. 
like even in in that community so i i definitely am very very lucky when it comes to that and obviously want to do anything i can to make that a possibility for yeah. anybody else and you produce too which is so sick Thank that's you. A, another like field where i know it's it's not a whole a whole lot of women in that field yeah not at all i feel like it's very rare to find females producers and then when you do a lot of times they're not getting the same opportunities as men so yeah. they just you know they're pushed down but but yeah Good for you. Um, I mean, obviously, we're kind of alluding to the fact that you're killing it. Um, And you are because you're on your biggest tour yet. Most back to back shows. Definitely like a whole kind of muscle to learn now. It's a a bit more intense, I would imagine. Totally. How are we doing with this uh, new like tour format? So good. (laughs) Do we love it? It's obviously super exhausting, but... I feel like it's one of those things where even when I'm super tired, it's like exactly what I'm made to be doing. (laughs) I know that sounds so cliche, like I'm made for the stage, not at all (laughs) like that, but it just feels like even, even in the like lowest moments of anything, like, you know, if you're exhausted or, you know, emotional or whatever it may be, like it's, you're putting yourself through a lot. It's so worth it. Like Mm -hmm. I still in those moments are, am so grateful. And I also feel like I'm really lucky to have like a team and crew with me and my band. That's just very supportive. And we all, like I said earlier, lift one another up. Um, so it doesn't feel like I'm isolated on this tour. Like I do have, you know, my people with me and, um, I do just feel really lucky with the crowds and the audiences that I've been playing in front of. They're just insanely attentive to every little thing. And as an opener, that's never the case <laughs> yeah that's um, that's yeah. great to like I, I, and i think that also has to do with the fact that obviously you're opening for joshua bassett and yes. his fans are Die super hard. passionate and yes. they are going to support the opener granted i mean you, you can't suck and you don't so that, <laughs> that works but yeah they're definitely going to uh pay attention to everything totally. you got going on so. and that's the thing i say like we say in our little like huddle up before we walk on stage i always tell the band when we're nervous i'm like no one's like rooting for us to do bad like they yeah. all want us to have fun and do a good time like they're not you know like waiting for us to mess up (laughs) (laughs) and it's even if you do it's like it's not the end of the world they're still there to like support you exactly yeah i i've definitely have been really spoiled with the crowds that we've been put in front of because they truly are so passionate and die hard and you know i think they like even if they don't know who i am they really listen and pay mm-hmm. attention and as an opener that's just never the case often it's people talking over you or like <laughs> turned actually completely away from the stage talking yeah. to somebody <laughs> which of course I've done that too and you try to like you I honestly am so grateful for all those experiences as well because you got to know how to like win a crowd over when mm-hmm. they're not you know supportive from the start um but this tour definitely has felt like just such a dream come true that's as awesome. far as the the crowds themselves I've definitely I've Obviously, that's kind of the nature of the opener. Again, it like depends on who the headliner is, but I've yeah. definitely been to some shows where I'm like, can you guys maybe stop talking? There's, <laughs> yeah. there's an artist on the stage. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Get your drink and, after. And now, like, as I've been doing, I've been opening for people for like over the past couple of years, and now, like, when I go to see shows, I'm like, guys, <laughs> this is their show too. <laughs> yeah. But how has it been touring with Joshua and his team? Have you like, it's been learned great. some stuff from them? Totally, yeah. I mean, this is Josh's first tour as well, like official. Tour tour so oh, it's crazy to just that. see him navigating that and they honestly have been out of their way kind to us I think like 
as as the opener you don't really you don't really expect much of anything or I try not to um but Josh like goes out of his way to really like show his support of not only me but the band and like my managers and all of that so I definitely feel like it's it's been great in that front and obviously seeing his show every night is super inspiring it's just insane (laughs) it's wild I didn't know so I actually didn't know that that was his first headlining tour that's also a really cool slot to be in for you too totally yeah and he started putting out music over covid and so this is like the first chance he has to really connect with the crowd and the the audience is obviously like it's all over my twitter feed so oh actually you know what so today i was on twitter and i like to like i'll like twitter name the artist coming in just to see like if there's anything going on anyone's talking shit about me and there were a few people actually no (laughs) they're fucking at you no uh, there are a few people who there's like this trend going around it's like top five vocalists and you were what? in like three different tweets. Really? Yeah, like of all time, you were in there. <laughs> it was literally like Aretha, Aretha Franklin, like Whitney Houston. What? Yeah. Freaking oh Lindsay my god, Lomas, that is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was like, damn, I retweet. Oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah, I just wanted that's to hype so you up for a second. Thank I was you. Like, that's awesome. That made my day. Um, <laughs> sorry, sidetrack. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you I was creeping on you on Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, obviously you got the tour. Um, killing it. You literally just released a track yesterday, which we'll talk about. But something that I think is really cool is you had a, your first cut of a song get released by Dove Cameron and Khalid. Yes. Um, we go down together. <laughs> yes. That's huge. What does that mean, like, I don't for know. you as a songwriter? <laughs> I, don't know. I think for me, like, the word that comes to mind when I think about that is just like validation. Yeah. I feel like obviously I've been writing since I was a little kid, and all of it has been for myself. And obviously I look up to so many songwriters like Julia Michaels, especially is one that comes to mind where I'm like, I would kill to, you know, do my artist thing and have my personal music connect with people. And also on the side, get to like connect with other artists yeah. and have, you know, maybe the song isn't as personal to me, but it connects with them on a whole other level that I couldn't imagine. And that's what happened with this song. I, I wrote it with my friends when I was, I think 17 and we wrote it for me. And the funny thing is that we were referencing Khalid the whole session. Like we were like, Wait, really? yeah, we were talking about Khalid during the session and um, nothing ever happened with the song. I didn't put it on the project we were working on at the time and we just kind of let it be. And then all of a sudden it resurfaced and Dove Cameron wanted to cut it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that can happen. <laughs> sure. sure. I'll sign off. <laughs> um, but Dove Cameron wanted to cut it, obviously for me, like I've grown up watching her, like that was just very surreal. And then, um, and then when I heard that Khalid was going to do the male vocal, I was just like blown away because I've just been such a massive fan of him as well for a really long time. Um, I definitely did cry when I first heard the song <laughs> with their vocals on it. Um, I just feel like I also have to preface that it is extremely like rare and unique to have your first cut be Dove Cameron and Khalid and I'm so aware of that it's painful (laughs) um but I just feel like that's another thing where it's like part of this is like putting in so much of the work and you know we wrote that song three years ago I was working on a bunch of other stuff and then a part of it is luck like the fact that they just found that song and and loved it enough to cut it um but it also was really special like the night that it came out I just like sobbed (laughs) (laughs) 
like an embarrassing amount. Did you like stay up till 12.01? Oh, like, yeah. Hit the, hit the streaming? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was up for a while after it crying too. Um, and we watched the music video. Like we hadn't seen any of that. They filmed a music video for it. And it was just so, so surreal. And it just felt so validating for, that they, first of all, that they even had any interest in the song and then went through the whole process of putting out together and making a video and seeing just the creativity that came from their minds behind it. It was just insane. So did you originally write it as a duet? Yeah, we did. Oh, cool. Yeah. I wrote it with Ryan Daly, Connor and Riley McDonough and, um, Riley and I cut the vocals. He was the male part on it. And so we, we always knew it was going to be a duet, but didn't know it was going to be Duff <laughs> Cameron yeah. Clean. And now it's like 21 million streams on Spotify alone. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> and that's cool. just Spotify. It doesn't include anything else. That's crazy. Um, and that actually reminds me on Twitter. Yeah. I saw <laughs> it, it was like an announcement, like this track is dropping and someone yeah. replied and said, Oh, I heard Lindsay Lomas wrote this song, so it must be good. And none of the—I'm not lying, by the way. Like people gas you up on Twitter. I hope you. I hope you're, you're talking about the like feed. the two people on Twitter who gas me up. But thank you. <laughs> it was again. It was like the first thing that came up. I um, really appreciate that. But yeah, that's no. So, so cool. it, it definitely had a, a great response. It, it, do you think that's something that is that like indicative of future things you want to do? I like, would do absolutely wanna... love to do that. Yeah. I I definitely have always just loved the idea of like. I mean, as a songwriter for my own artist project, there's so many songs I don't cut. Hundreds of songs that I I don't put out. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I, I don't like them for me or they're not, you know, personal enough for my story or whatever it may be. They don't fit on a project. There's so many reasons. Um, and there's so many of those songs that I still love and would love for other artists to cut. So that's like a dream of mine. And also I would love to get in the room with other artists and write with them. The the, the few times I've done that has been so much fun because you get to like the excitement of writing a song with somebody, but at the same time, there's so much less pressure. I feel like sometimes when I'm writing for myself, I'm like tweaking every line to make it fine tuned and perfect to my exact situation. And in a room with another artist, I don't necessarily have to do that part of it. I can just like really write the song and go through the emotions and have a real conversation with somebody. And um, yeah, so that's definitely a dream of mine in the future to be able to do that more. I'll be on the lookout. Yeah, let's um, hope so. Let's talk about your act, like your personal music, because yeah. you literally just had a track drop yesterday. Yes. Um, bad, bad news, good news. Correct. How do you feel that it's out? I saw that you so were like good. teasing it a bit on tour. So yeah. like, how was the reaction? And then how's the reaction now that it's finally out? Well, this one, it's funny because a lot of the songs, I don't know. The, it's so interesting the way the timelines work out when you're putting out a project. Like a lot of the songs you'll write like a year prior to it coming out. And this one felt like we didn't write it that long ago. And I, I think that's why it's so fun for me because I'm still in like the just the part of it where I'm still so eager and excited about the song. Um, but that song to me, it was like truly one of my favorite songs I've ever written. I think it's, it's super weird. Like the, the intro and outro are in seven and the rest of the songs in four, like it's two different time signatures and then it's two different tempos and it's just so weird. And there's so many different things going on, but it was, none of that was intentional or forced in any way. Um, and I think that's why I love the song so much is because it just naturally came out that way. We weren't like trying to make a weird, different song. It was just like, this is what we're doing and it feels really good. This happens to be weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's the thing too. Like we can, I can like, you know, talk about the theory behind a song and the weird stuff or whatever, but 
I think to most people, it's just like, oh, vibe switch. <laughs> and I love that. And I think that's been the fun part of it, like playing it live. Sometimes you may not get to hear the lyrics as closely, which the lyrics are super fun and cheeky and playful. And um, But people just feel like that massive shift in the song and it's mm-hmm. just really shocking. Um, but it's been so fun having that one actually out because it is the song, I feel like as a musician, whenever you're like hanging out with artist friends or whatever, and they're like, play me like something you're working on. That's the one that's I want to play people. Like that's the one I've always gravitated towards. Um, and so it's just like, it's really cool to see people actually getting to hear it and react to it and hear their opinions on it. And I like, this was one of the songs where it was like, and for this whole project too, I feel like I've had a confidence with this project where if the songs were put out and everyone hated them, I still would love them just the same, which hopefully they wouldn't. But I think that was like this confidence that I've never had before. Like a lot of times other people's opinions of my stuff would make me like, maybe it's not good. But these songs, I feel fully confident in. And so to see people reacting in a positive way, obviously it's exciting, but I'm like, this is still my baby. Like I love it no matter what. <laughs> That's a great place to be. And yes. obviously I know it comes with time, but like it's totally not human nature to like not be affected by other people's yes. comments. Like it's totally. so easy to internalize that and hate yourself for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. And I've done that so much and it feels really good to be able to like fully just believe in it for, for this project and this song, especially I was like, I know it's a little weird and if it's opinionated, I love that. Like that means we did something new and interesting. Um, but yeah, the song itself is like, very sassy and I think yeah you said it was the sassiest song you've ever yeah. wrote what uh, <laughs> what inspired the sass well honestly I feel like I I liked to, I'd like to think that in real life I'm not the sassiest person in the world I don't know I think- <laughs> meeting you today I'm like oh my gosh where's my coffee Brendan where's my throat coat tea um I feel like I'm not the most sassiest person in real life I'd like to think um so I feel like I have to get it out in song yeah and it's also just like it it's so fun for me like it I I love the sassier songs like they're always my favorite ones that I've written because I can just take on this persona and this character and just like feel like on top of the world and this song I wrote it about not really knowing much about the person you're talking to's ex I was talking to this person and I I knew that he was in like a previous relationship for a long time and, you know, didn't know any of his friends or anybody. So I didn't have any information going like how this thing ended, what was like the relationship like. Um, and I think this song was one of those moments where it was like, I'm just going to do one. Like, I don't truly deep down care, but for this song and the, like, getting it out, I'm just going to be really selfish and <laughs> completely just hope that their relationship was terrible and awful. And I hope <laughs> that it ended in <laughs> a horrible way and that they never speak to each other again. And I think that was the flip of the song is that we were like, the whole like hook is like, I hope she was bad for you. Like, I hope you hate her and all this stuff, but it's like, I hope she hates you too. Like, I hope this is a mutual, you guys will never go back to one, each, one of another. Like you're both blocked. Exactly. Like no communication. Um, but I think that's just like a fun, like everyone has like a sliver of that thought a little yeah. bit for just a passing moment. And so we captured it in a three minute song and it's way more dramatic than the feeling (laughs) itself, but I love it. Um, And I also think my favorite line from that song that sums it up really well is, no, I'm not your first love, but I want to be your best. (laughs) Just like so sassy. (laughs) 
It is. I mean, I, I think it's really cool though that you're able to like have the outlet. You said like yeah. you're playing a character. Totally. And you're not like jealous, but you could like you got your potential jealousy out of the way exactly. by writing this. Exactly. Totally. Such a cool way to like channel that. And I'm sure now you're really you're 100 percent not jealous, even if <laughs> exactly. you were one percent a little jealous, not anymore. And that's what it is. It's like I'm. I, you get the jealousy out in that song and you also get like the overly confident version of myself out in that mm. song. Like the like, I, I would never in real life think like I'm better than somebody from their past, something like that. So you get to just like get all that out in the song and just be extra dramatic and extreme. And I, that's what I love about songs. You take the sliver of something and you just get to blow it up. <laughs> so that's on the new EP. Yes. Comes out in April. April 14th. When I get yeah. the date right. April 14th. Killed it. Uh, didn't know how to look at my computer with that one. Um, <laughs> Saw a glance. What can we expect from the EP? And also, actually, yeah, album. <laughs> well, there is more coming after this EP. That's okay. all I can tell you. Um, but this EP to me is very. I feel like the way I've been talking about it is like I wrote it in real time. Like something would happen that night. Like I would experience something with a person I was talking to or whatever that night and the next day go into the studio with Cole and Ariza, who I wrote all of the project with, um, and just be like, you wouldn't believe what happened last night <laughs> and give them the full rundown. It was just like a therapy session. And just like that truly, it truly was there. I know songwriters say that a lot, like a therapy session. And I think it's even less of that, but just like getting shit off your chest, like just putting all of that out there, like whatever is on my mind. And so I think all of these songs, like there was no separation or distance from the situations themselves or the feelings I felt in that period of time. It was actively as they were happening and as I was going through them. Um, so I think they're just really real. And for me personally, definitely the most vulnerable and open I've been in my lyrics and my songs and very real. Like it's one of those things where if the people um, who I wrote these songs heard <laughs> heard them, they they would know it's about them <laughs> for sure. Okay. Like it's very literal, um, very like storytelling, and I think that's that's the stuff that I'm drawn to, and that's what makes me feel connected to an artist. So I feel like I'm writing the music that like I need to be writing right now to just get that stuff off my chest and let it be. And so I feel like the EP is like very real and it has a little taste of everything that you need, but at the same time, it's still fun. And I think for me, like I'm a very positive person. And so I feel like you can hear that in the songs, like even in bad new news, good news, like it's super sassy and it's like a little dark in a way, but it's like fun and it's like cheeky. Like, you know, it's playful and yeah. being dramatic on purpose. Um, and I think a lot of the songs in this EP are like that. Like they just have, they just have a positive energy to them that I would just want people to be able to like move and dance and sonically they're definitely the biggest songs I've written like there's you know a lot more elements to them and that's why I was really adamant about having a band on this tour to be able to just have the songs heard the way I've always wanted them to be heard um so yeah this EP to me it feels like I've like come into myself and like I mentioned earlier like that confidence that definitely wasn't there before that of course comes with age and I've like you said earlier have been releasing music since I was 12 so I feel like a lot, a lot has changed in those eight years um and I've been releasing music in every phase of that, that my life and every insecure period of my life and obviously I'm still insecure as hell I'm not gonna you know pretend I'm not but I do within the music especially have a confidence that I feel really it just lets me feel excited about it and less nervous <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. The, specifically, when you said that the people that it's about are going to know. They're going to know. 
<laughs> have you always been comfortable doing that? Or is that something that is also kind of relatively new? It's also kind of relatively new. I will also say like, obviously since I have been releasing music for so long, like what a 12 year old, what are you writing about? You yeah, know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of just making things up. So I think this, this is the time where I've really made mistakes and learned from them and met new people and, you know, traveled more and lived life and made the, yeah. all those new experiences. So there's a lot more to write about and a lot more like specific situations to write about, but there's one, especially universe, the title track of the EP that is like, word for word if that guy hears it he knows um but do it's, you like check with these people like are, do you like give them a text like hey like just so you know i have a song coming out that no, might be about you i don't i don't maybe i should i don't know we should I, ask i just the didn't know what like the common practice was i don't know either i think if it's about somebody it's fine i think if like you use like you know, a specific thing they said or like something negative towards them or about them or even like I've had someone release a song with like a voice memo of my voice in it without telling me. <laughs> That's weird. Stuff like that. That's like that, weird that could have, yeah, I could have had like a little warning for that, but stuff like that. Like if you actually have someone's voice in there or whatever. And I think if it's like putting them in a negative light, then you definitely yeah. should. But all of these are just like, this is the story. This is what happened. And it was fun. And we lived life and we did this. And um, so I feel like I le feel less of the need okay. to do that. I had a friend who uh -oh. she lived on this road. I won't say the name because then it's going to reveal who the artist is. But yeah. I had a friend, she lived on this road. And growing yeah. up, she had uh, this like stuffed animal for the sake of this story. We'll call him like <laughs> rabbit. Okay. Right. And the dude released two different tracks. One was the name. They broke up like no. year, this is like years after they broke up. <laughs> released the name. The the track. Oh my God, I can't speak. The track was titled the name of the, the street that she grew up on and like her family still lives at. And then another track was called like Rabbit. And it's literally yeah, called like Rabbit. <laughs> I love him and I miss you. It's like you can't say that. Like it's been years. You can't put, like yeah. put that out there. It's so interesting. And I think like as a songwriter too, like I, you know, I have songs, I've had songs written about me and it's always very uncomfortable no matter what, even if it is positive, you, it's like, you don't know how to react in that yeah. situation. And also I feel like there's a big thing with people being very like writing a lot about the same thing or like the same situation, like, or whatever it may be. And as a, as a person, I'm like, yeah, like they should get over it or whatever. Yeah. But then I'm like, I like, if I'm feeling uninspired, I'm going to take a tiny little seed of something that happened years ago and blow it out of proportion <laughs> because that's, you know, you pull from everything, but yeah. but yeah, that is funny. I feel like if it, if it were any more personal, I definitely would give a warning. You okay. know, that'd be so awkward. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, you've hyped up the EP universe uh -oh. uh, so yeah. well. I'm Thank honestly you. very excited to see it. And Thank just you. the way that you are connecting with the music that's already out from it Thank has so really much. made me excited to listen to it. It's definitely been really fun being able to put these songs out while on tour yeah. and playing them for people. And obviously, like you said, Bad News, Good News came out yesterday and I've been playing it on tour for the past like three weeks. So people have like heard little hints of it. Um, but now people can actually like listen to it afterwards or before and learn it and then come in and like know what to expect. But, but yeah, so it's been fun to like get to see people react to the songs in real time as I'm putting them out. It just feels a lot more real that way. <laughs> I love that. Well, Lindsay, yeah. I like to wrap up every interview with this question. Okay. Um, what like, do you have tangible goals, personal and professional 
I, I have used this excuse or like example the past three episodes and I keep saying, but at this point it hasn't been the last episode, but yeah. one time someone's <laughs> personal goal is that they wanted to buy a Subaru. So it doesn't have to be. I'm such a Subaru girl. Do you see this tattoo? <laughs> this is the Subaru logo. That is so sick. What inspired that? <laughs> um, it's so <laughs> I didn't just get the Subaru logo. <laughs> there is a backstory. My the first tour that I ever did was with my mom in my Subaru Outback. We just like drove around and opened for somebody. And um, so we got matching tour tattoos. And if you knew my mom, like she would never get a tattoo in her whole entire life. Like this no is never in the books for her. And she got one with me. And so we have match matching. It's the Pleiades constellation. So usually I say that first, not just I have the Subaru <laughs> logo tattooed on my body. Um, but yeah, so now if I don't get a Subaru sponsorship down the line, it's going to be, that's that's a tangible goal. That's a tangible the <laughs> Subaru the goal. sponsorship. Yes. I didn't know Subaru was connecting so many artists. All these artist I know, goals. geez. That is so cool. That's such a special thing to have too. That also yeah. looks sick. Like it doesn't look like a car logo. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> like the Chevy symbol. Luckily, no one's ever seen it and been like, is that the Subaru logo? <laughs> Most times it's like, is there dirt on your arm? <laughs> that's what my dad says. I think it looks good. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. Okay, well, beyond the Subaru sponsorship, like what, what else do we hope to accomplish in like the next year or so? Oh my gosh, so many. I feel like the next year is hard because I never know what's realistic. But for me, a headline tour would be an absolute dream. Even yeah. headline shows. I've never done that before. Really? Yeah. Wow. So to be able to have, be in a room of people who like are that supportive of me would be a definite dream um like big goals obviously would be to like play a late, late night show to um i would love to do npr tiny desk like yeah. i'm such a fan of those um maybe like open for harry styles or something <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm kidding um we dream big in this like that. yes for sure um there's just so many i do have a little journal in my room with a bunch of dreams and goals listed on there um but yeah as of now like the most pressing one for me would be able to like put out a project and be able to have some headline shows for those and I feel yeah. like that's a natural progression. Like that is the next so. step or yeah. at it, or maybe not the next step, but it's coming. Yeah. It's hundred percent coming. I so that's that. exciting. That oh, yeah. next time I see you, you'll probably be in town for a headlining show. <laughs> oh my God. I hope so. Thanks again for Boost Collective for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget that Boost Collective is currently invite only, but I got you covered with an invite link. Music you're missing listeners will get access to the platform, and they're also going to get prioritized for free music promotion, which is valued at $100. All you have to do is sign up through the special link in the show notes, or you can find it at the link in our bio on Instagram at Music You're Missing, and then release a song.